Welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. As always, a delight to connect with you, my God, friend. God, always. always. I look forward to this every week. Me too. Yeah, me too. And do. I was going to say after, because there's not that much to look forward to in life, but then I realized <laughs> that was a really rude backhanded compliment, so oh, I retract well, it. <laughs> but like, point taken too. Like, yeah. you know, sorry, not sorry, I guess. Which question should we attack first? Well, should I mention that we received that like we have received some write-ins to our website and the most recent one I'm not even gonna uh give it the time of day because it is clearly from my father in response (laughs) to my mother's write-in and that I this show mom and dad is Mm -hmm. not a format for you to punk one another yeah Alyssa's mom and dad (laughs) stop fucking trolling us (laughs) We love you and stop trolling us. I mean, I guess keep, keep the emails coming. Like, oh, we won't. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Just don't expect, us to, don't expect <laughs> us to take them all equally seriously, particularly given that I know he collaborated on Mona's question. I don't, we don't also need to give his question a platform. Exactly. Enough. Right. Particularly on this topic, given, Steve. Right. That you like poured your heart out last <laughs> week only for Mona to come in and be like, you got punked. Oh my god! But I also loved getting punked by your mom. Of I gotta course. say that was a that was a real highlight for me. It's true. All right, hit me with something juicy. Okay, I've got. We're not juicy. juicy. One. It can be like a like a dry piece of jerky. Okay, this one's <laughs> not dry, nor is it jerky. Um, I think it's spiky. I think if I were to describe this spiky one, spiky. It's spicy? spiky, spiky and Spiny. dark. Spiny okay. and dark. Okay. Um, and maybe sticky too. Like a Gross. little sticky. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay, so I this is from Reddit. Um, okay. Yeah, what it's from relationship advice from the column from the like channel relationship advice. Oh my god, um, I love it. Yeah, which is, so it's also protocol in this channel to say your um, age and gender. And I feel like that is helpful here. Mm -hmm. Um, Sure. Okay, so the person is a 22-year-old male. The girlfriend is a 21-year-old female. And you'll get more details about the other character shortly. (laughs) You're like, and you'll see why that matters in 20 seconds. Well, I just think it's good context. Okay. Um, My girlfriend's mom is a very unorthodox Christian. She has a lot of bizarre beliefs and basically believes that God still contacts people today through dreams and signs. Mm. She believes that he has, quote, chosen people that he has a special relationship with and gives messages to. My girlfriend is in some ways worse than her mom, and in some ways better. She believes that she's one of those chosen people. Don't get me wrong, she has a shit ton of redeeming qualities. Usually I can just brush this off as a weird quirk caused by the way she was raised. But last night slash this morning, my girlfriend apparently had a dream where, quote, God basically told her that my sister is evil and to have (laughs) nothing to do with her. She thinks my sister has somehow gotten involved in witchcraft. My sister is 14. She literally, so girlfriend literally had a nightmare and believed it. (laughs) 
<laughs> when she woke up from this dream, she was sweating and shaking, like seriously scared. She was so convinced that she almost made me believe it. She wants me to talk to my sister and basically try to get her to stop. If she won't stop, then my girlfriend wants me to cut off, cut my sister off. I don't want to disrespect her religion, but this is just insane. What do I say? What do I do? We've been dating since eighth grade, so breaking up with her would cause a ton of emotional pain for me, and I just can't handle that right now. <sighs> this is from 12 days ago, also, just so you know. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> first things first, I would re- I want to know if sister's into witchcraft. True. Like, Priorities, <laughs> get, get them correct. This is what we need to unfortunately, know. Unfortunately, if it the doesn't sister matter. is into witchcraft, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit spookier for that dream. <laughs> Like if that dream, like listen, man, like uh, like live live your Wicca life is what I say to this fourteen year old and any fourteen year old who's like not into Wicca is kind of like not on the right track. Is doing it wrong? Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is the age to get fucking Wiccan, get pagan, dude. Um, unfortunately, if it turns out that she is in fact a witch, that's like oh, it gives so much credence to this girlfriend. It gives so much credence to the girlfriend. (laughs) So I, I, I wouldn't even investigate as the boyfriend. Like I don't know whether oh, the answer right. is to say right, 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 like, right, right. I don't know whether to, the answer is to say I spoke with her. She's not a witch. Yeah. The end. Or I will not speak with her about this. Like my tendency, if I were in a relationship with somebody who believed uh, that somebody I knew was a witch, I would not give them even the time of the day i would say this is not something i'm bringing up with that person or family member or Mm -hmm. friend like that's your boundary Um, that is my boundary but like the other answer which it sounds like this person is very heavily involved for the past whatever five year no wait no so much longer like probably (laughs) 10 years yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) like at least eight years for the past decade then the other go-to if you really feel like, you know, pressing this is going to end poorly is to say, I spoke with them. They're not a witch. Right. Though I would strongly suggest breaking up with this person so you Me can date too. other people. Because if you're into dating, if that's something you do, you're going to really learn a lot by just dating some other people. And you should probably get on that. I also agree. <laughs> yeah. If you're 21 and there, and there seems to be some... Uh, Yeah, real divides in philosophy, religious beliefs, world outlooks with this partner of yours. Right. This might not be something that, like, you could carry into a marriage, raise kids together in the future. This might be your moment. You're clinging on to this for unhealthy reasons is my suspicion. Like, you're a little bit too afraid to be without this person in your life. And I get that you've grown up together. You've, like, gone through puberty together. But I, I believe in you. You're strong enough. Um, go try being single. You're fucking 22. It's like a great time to be. I right. mean, it might COVID be really isn't exciting. a great time to be single, but you know, like, it might be really exciting. It might be really exciting. <laughs> oh my god, it could be so fun for you. Just go have some fun. Should I hit you with one, please? That is from dear someone else's mom. Yeah. Okay. It is signed, bra believer. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Dear someone else's mom, my son is with a bright and beautiful girl. However, her fashion sense is a bit off and she tends to wear loose tops and no bra. 
Mm. As a woman, I get it. I really do. I hate having to wear a bra, and I take mine off each day as soon as I can. The issue here is that our younger son and his father, my husband, find the look a little too fascinating, and it is so obvious. At times, I am embarrassed for the girl. Do I say something or just let it go? Signed, Bra Believer. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You sound like ah. you're eating a, a, a savory treat over there. <laughs> well, this one's interesting. Thank um, you. This one's interesting. I relate to it. Um, the I, bro- which part? <laughs> oh, the girlfriend in high school. Uh, my sophomore year of high school, I was like, fuck bras. I'm not doing them. And mm-hmm. I would constantly be asked by boys in school why I wasn't wearing a bra. So it is true. It, it attracts a lot of attention. But I also like sort of refuse to give up any ground on this. I'm, I am with you like they can get used to it like more women cannot wear bras and boys can just fucking get used to it get used to (laughs) how my body looks without a bra yeah it's my body it's like my knee or my elbow like just fucking relax get Um, used to it yeah (laughs) that's literally all i have to say (laughs) i know there's like no other advice because culturally we've gotten used to boobs in all sorts of varying forms throughout time we've like Mm -hmm. gotten Mm -hmm. accustomed to boobs fashioned one way to boobs with silicone in them look up the history of crazy bras exactly yeah like in the 50s they were pointy in the 60s they like they just they keep changing shapes yeah and um get used to it get used also, to it the, the <laughs> details of the question i find actually like particularly upsetting because she actually says she wears loose tops and no bra like mm-hmm. right like i'm like who cares she's in a loose top like yeah, she's in like a baggy t-shirt or something like who cares i know what they should do this whole family this whole family should take an art history class together and mm-hmm. maybe they'll get used to seeing more naked bodies yes It'd be a great way to bond. It'd be a great way to like, you know, engage the mind. It'd be a great way to like spend some pandemic time and they'll come away with it with like more of an appreciation of bodies for being bodies and less like everything sexualized all the time. Yes. Enjoy. Enjoy that. Bra bra believer is embarrassed for the girl. Like she, but I think she's embarrassed. (laughs) <laughs> actually like bra yeah, believers yeah, she, embarrassed oh like, she's embarrassed actually for her son and her husband <laughs> yes she's you know? gotten confused about where the embarrassment lies yeah 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 yeah, yeah. She... like it's don't project it onto the girlfriend your husband and your son are acting like idiots yes. maybe you can have a conversation with them instead right. stop staring at our son's girlfriend's tits she just <laughs> has a body get over it right in a t-shirt Maybe yeah. bra believer should also like try out not wearing a bra so that I know it seems she hates it so damn much. She hates it so much. And also I think when her son and her husband see her not wearing a bra, it'll also normalize it. It's like, oh right, it's not just that hot chicks don't wear bras. It's that like women don't fucking want to wear bras. Right. Some women do. I actually do because as I got older, my boobs got kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. And so I like having some support. Totally. Um so, you know, I'm not saying everyone should burn their bras, but I am saying get the fuck over it. Yeah, I'm yeah. with you. I've got a question for you. It's a Miss Manners question. Um, Hit me. All right, here we go. 
I have a relative who exercises during conversations. It used to be that she would drop to the floor and do sit-ups, leg lifts, or push-ups. Family members didn't know what to say or do, but after she'd left, we all agreed that we thought the behavior was quite strange. She even used to do leg stretches in the aisle at restaurants, sure. and I worried that she would trip the wait staff. Valid concern. Um, now she no longer drops to the floor, but does standing stretches and yoga type exercises. It's extremely distracting to any conversation the rest of the family is enjoying, particularly when she stands in the line of sight between two people who are conversing. Is there anything we could or should do to stop this behavior? Currently, I leave the room when this occurs, taking a very long time to get a drink or find a tissue, but then I miss the conversations. There is often no place I can escape to. Do we continue to tolerate such odd behavior? Leaving the room is 100% the wrong <laughs> the, the wrong response. Like I understand it though because as you as you said it's hard to fight fight or flight. <laughs> and if flight is your response. Sure, sure, sure. When I see somebody dropping and doing push-ups in my living room, fight or flight really just kicks in and I and I just I gotta get out of there. Out. You oh, ask man. them, I think you can politely ask them to to not do exercises is this that crazy sometimes these questions are put forth and i have an immediate instinct which is talk to the person but then i think wait why have they written into an advice column is this more complicated than i realize well i have yeah related sometimes (laughs) i wonder like has the advice columnist adjusted the questions so that their advice sounds super reasonable do you think what i mean that (laughs) do you think that miss manners edits the content I, it, I do because it all sounds like the same voice <gasps> and it's all pretty clean. Like it's all pretty um, like the sentences are very like chromatically correct. It's all kind of in her sort of like um, I wouldn't say high diction, but sort of like it's all very like reasonable. It never gets emotional. There's never any extraneous information. Definitely Miss Manners. Like my jaw is, is a gape. <gasps> really? Like, oh, I, I thought about this so much the whole time we've been doing the show. I forgot to think about it. I mean, listeners might remember when I got on social media a few weeks ago and was like, hey, has anybody actually submitted one of these questions? I would love to talk to you about it. No response. Like nobody in the whole world has ever submitted a question. Nobody which in also, your whole social circle who follows which, you on social media. What a statement. Nobody in the whole world. Listen, I don't have a ton of followers, but I do have a lot of Facebook friends that I've picked up from like very random stuff, right? Sure. Like I just, I've, I've traveled a lot. I've moved a lot. Like I got a lot of Facebook friends. Not one of them um, has any experience firsthand with these advice columnists, which only leads me to believe that many of these questions are not only edited, but probably just totally fabricated. My mouth is agape. Again, we I feel like if we include this possibility in our show, though, that we're going to like people are going to be like, well, what's the point? Why are we even doing this? Like people are going (laughs) to throw up their hands and never listen again. So I'm like, I don't know how far I want to go down this road. You think that these questions are only important to the public if there is a real human behind them? I think they are way more entertaining if we picture them as real life instances. Yeah. It's like that whole fiction versus nonfiction thing where like people want the books to be based on true events, you know, like we sort of want that. I guess we do. Yeah, I guess we do. I recently have just sort of wondered if there's a robot therapist that I can talk Mm -hmm. to online. So I'm actually not. But is that (laughs) robot available? I think that I'm okay. The answer is I'm not sure. Right. Sometimes I conflate when I see those like those services that are like apps for like instant therapy. I'm on one. 
Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> it's not are cool. you convinced? Are you? Well, no, it is totally fucking cool. Are you convinced that the person you're texting with is real? Yeah, I am convinced. Uh, well, I mean, robots can do anything. I'm convinced yeah. for, for several reasons. One, yeah. because her English isn't perfect in a way mm-hmm. that a native Spanish speaker's English would be. Oh, interesting. Um, and then I'm also convinced because I uh, ch- chatted with her face to face on Zoom. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, now we know. Okay, so that app you're using isn't populated by robots, but I'm there could be apps out there that are. I'm know? I'm not convinced. All right. That's fine. I think that's that it's it is a it it's like a huge well, actually, you know what? I'm I'm not convinced <laughs> either way. <laughs> yeah, you can't be sure. I mean, it's the ultimate Turing test, you know? Yeah. But I, but at this point, I do feel strongly that I would rather talk to a robot. Interesting. So maybe you should make the robot. Are you fucking kidding me? Do you think I'm a coder? That's so much work. No, I just think find a coder and design the app yourself, you know? Okay. All right. Like, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. We don't have enough be- robot therapists. Like, mm-hmm. the world has is going to shit. And the problem that I've identified is not enough robot therapists. Oh, my God. Okay, so you should say to this relative, it is distracting when you exercise in front of me. It's hard for me to take part in conversation with Aunt Rita when you're doing push-ups in front of me. Um, alternately, you could just join in in the exercise. Mm-hmm. Like That if, would be my advice. Right? Like, if, the, if always, it seems yeah. like this behavior is not going to change, Steph's advice is always to lean in. Mm-hmm. Why are why are they exercising all the time? Exa- that's exactly <laughs> my question. Like, are they an ultra marathoner? What's right, going what on? Are like, they training? Do they have for? to stretch always? Right. Like, it's I get it. Like sometimes when I'm in a conference room, I need to stand up and like oh, walk around and like stand next to the table. You got to do it Tight every now and then. Tiny hamstrings, baby. Yeah. yeah. When the meeting's going long, like don't get offended. I'm gonna stand up. But this is extreme, man. Yeah. Yeah. Investigate. Wild. Ask. Yeah, ask. Use ask questions, questions to demonstrate interest and then tell them that, oh, well, that's really interesting. I do, however, find it distracting. I'm wondering if we can strike a compromise. Like maybe you can like do the exercises in like the first five minutes and the last five minutes of the conversation, but not throughout the entire conversation. Beautiful. Success. Right? Yeah. Okay, done. Great. Check. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is from Captain Awkward. It Mm -hmm. is signed, no longer ace, they, them pronouns. Mm -hmm. Okay. Since my adolescence, I've not had sexual desire. I identified as gray A for a while and then switched to identifying as asexual when it seemed clear to me that I would not develop any sexual desire. I was happy with this assessment. I've been active in various ace forums since I was a teenager and have many friends I've met that way, both online and in-person friends. In the past year, I was diagnosed with a disorder that affects hormones not directly related related to sex hormones or thyroid, etc. I took medication for it to relieve the chance of various serious health issues, increased risk of cancer, osteoporosis, some other things. As I did so, I, for lack of a better word, developed a sex drive for the first time. I am no longer, by any reasonable definition of the word, asexual or even gray ace or demisexual. I have a frequent and persistent attraction to people and desire for sex, and it's not exclusive to people I know well. There's no real chance of going back without risking health issues that I took the meds for to begin with. Captain. 
I'm terrified that I'm going to lose my friends. Mm -hmm. The whole you'll grow out of it or have you checked to see if something's wrong with you tropes are both so common and so toxic to the asexual community and so frequently off base that I'm hesitant to even acknowledge what happened to me. I feel like I failed my community in a massive way. It's really, really heartbreaking. I know. Part of me wants to just lie. That is, remain celibate and claim to still be asexual. But I know that's wrong. I know. And the remain celibate part would be difficult, sure. Part of me wants to just drift away so they never have to know that I was a fake asexual. I don't want to lose my friends, but I have no idea how to say, guess what? I saw a doctor and went on meds, and now I'm a sexual, or aloe, as I say, without Mm. badly hurting people. Help? Signed, no longer ace. They, them pronouns. Yeah. I know. Man. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing. for this person. I do feel for this person so deeply as well. I mean, I guess my thought is, like, I wonder if... I mean, the truth is that this you have complicated feelings about it and you feel conflicted. That's Mm -hmm. so human and so um, just real and normal. And you can't... um, We all have, like... you know, things in our lives that we have like conflicted feelings about. I wonder if there's, I mean, this is probably a time when you're going to learn who your actual friends are, right? Like if there are really friendships that are worth salvaging, it seems like you can have these really complicated conversations with them and they can either, you know, they might be upset, but they'll at least be able to engage with you. Mm -hmm. If you feel like there's some people that are just like not even going to engage with you on this, they actually don't really care about your friendship that much. They like like, only cared about you as a member of that community. Yes. So a thing that that like struck me initially is sort of this idea that that they bring up about these like really negative tropes that are super toxic yeah. in the asexual community of like you'll grow out of it have have you checked to see if something's wrong with you and that's super super unfortunate and my hope is like as we move further through time, those tropes will diminish in the way that other tropes around sexual orientation have diminished. And so that in time, it isn't doing harm to the asexual community by having been a member and then no longer being a member because of A, B, and C, but but that it, it won't be held up in this idea of like, oh, you, your asexuality being based on a medical condition invalidates other people's or invalidates your right. experience for right. for all that that time. Um, like this to me just like touches on this larger issue of of sort of like how we put asexuality in, into a box. And I just yeah. like don't, I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think we're still figuring it out, <laughs> right? Yeah, yep. I think that you, that you, dear uh, caller, can also, if if asexuality is a uh, a cause and a community that you believe in, obviously yeah. your newfound allosexuality, um, as it's often referred to in the ace community, does <clears throat> does whatever in some ways change your relationship to it. But I don't think that that necessarily means that you're no longer able to be an ally or no longer able to be involved in that community. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. And I think also this is like 
where leaning into those friends and that community might help you figure out how you can continue to be an ally, how mm-hmm. you can continue to own your story, which is your story. Like it's just what's the facts of your life without, you know, but in a way that also supports this movement and you can right. con- like continue to, you know, be an ally in that way. It can be like heartbreaking and hard to think, yeah. oh my God, my experience like draws a bad picture for the queer community. And like, I'm here to say like, your experience does not say anything less valid about other people's ace identity or your own ace identity at the time and your, you know, allo identity now. Yeah, right. I mean, because the, the truth is we're all coming up in a society that that is that is compulsively heterosexual right like we're all battling compet and so mm-hmm. actually figuring out your your like where you fall in the queer community is more of a journey than sort of a like I woke up one day and then I knew exactly what my desires were you know right. it's like so we can't be going around discounting like experiences in the gray area experiences in the fringes like we have to be inclusive of all these experiences and just like talk through them honestly and figure out how we can, how, to, how, how we do it. We just got to figure out how we do it together. Yeah. 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 My hope for them is that they have found that some people within the ACE community are supportive and want to continue being their friends. And just like we suspected, some people are less willing. Obviously, this isn't the same as sexual identity because I'm speaking about choice here. Which sexual identity absolutely is not but man that happens all through life you know like all through life you decide to get married do this job have a child and like who chooses to come along with you friendship wise like people do fall off and it's like a fucked up reality of adulthood god it really is true (laughs) yeah we just get more and more sort of like put into our places as we make more decisions yes it's so I think about this a lot. Me too. Um, yeah, particularly with like kids and for, for sure jobs too. Oh yes. my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like income really right. fucking matters after a certain age because you can do stuff or not do stuff. Exactly. And like when the people around you are making assumptions that everybody can like go to fucking Palm Springs for a weekend, you're gonna start feeling excluded if you're not in that place or if Correct. you haven't made those decisions. And that is so fucking weird to watch. <laughs> I mean, the equivalent is like, you know, hey, I'm going to this ACE meeting. Do you want to come with me? And the answer is like, well, I can't actually. I'm not. I I don't think I can. Right? right? Like it's like that sort of inclusion exclusion socially. That's all yes. right. like sort of like social yes. inclusion exclusion, um, which is a true bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I wish this person so much luck. I'm also like kind of, I don't know. I think that learning things about yourself and yourself changing should also be looked at with excitement. So Mm. like, you know, follow your allosexual heart and let us know, you know, where it takes you. Oh, before we go, I'd love to plug some personal art for a good cause, if you don't mind. Please do it. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) I worked on a photo book with Apollo Publishers, all shot at last year's World Pride in New York City. And now I'm selling pride prints all from that shoot. And all of the profits are going to the Audre Lorde Project. And if you want to support that, you can find them on my website. That's all. 
<laughs> Where's your website? Oh, thanks, Steph. AlyssaBloomstein.com. Thanks for listening this week, folks. It's been fun to have you around. You can find us online at DearSoandSo.Pizza. Our theme music is by Busy Hemphill. As always, this is Dear So-and-So. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.